you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. On today's NFL Fantasy Live podcast, we determine which players on your roster ought to be left on the bench to rest in peace for the remainder of the fantasy season and which players could return from the dead. See, it's a Halloween theme because it's the month of October. Not to mention which waiver wire targets should garner your attention and not to mention a Monday Night Football recap where some major injuries could impact the future of your fantasy football season. All of that and more next on our NFL Fantasy Live podcast. With Michael Fabiano, Akbar Baja, Amelia. you know, it just rolls off the tongue every time. Akbar. It's like I've been saying it over and over again. Matt Money Smith here. And yes, what is today? October 8th, 9th? What is it? Yeah, something yeah. like that. The, uh, the Halloween theme is going to begin in earnest, starting with today's NFL Fantasy Live show. I hope you appreciate us embracing the festive seasonal spirit. Let's get to the Monday Nighter. I know two people at this desk here had a little something riding on it, Fabs. It's Monday Night Don't Football. Don't remind me. Oh, boy. Elkins versus Jets. There's Matt Ryan. There's the rookie, Geno Smith. Let's get to Young the second fella. quarter, third and 11 for the Jets. And Geno finds his tight end, Jeff Cumberland. 20-yard touchdown strike. It was 17-7. Jets that helps no one, maybe? Time. But I'll yeah. tell you who it does. It helps the young quarterback. Let's go fourth quarter here. Third ends. and goal for the Jets. Smith lobs the ball. Nice touch on that ball, by the way. Look wow. at the pass. Kellen Winslow Didn't makes the tip toe catch. Young quarterbacks love their tight ends. 27-14. Jets second and three for the Falcons now. Quiz Rogers. 19-yard touchdown run. That was his second Quint touchdown so of explosive. the game, by the way. He's just so small. He just appears out from behind that offensive line, and all the defenders are going, what, who, where? Falcons trail 27-21. Next, Falcons possession. Matt Ryan deep. Julio Jones. Jones makes a oh, spectacular catch. one-handed catch for the 46th. Yard reception. Gene Cole ain't got nothing on me. Well. Yeah, what? that was. <laughs> Unreal. And that was Crow So now three seconds. So actually, here we go. Ryan now uh, second and goal. Levine Toy Lolo. Second time he's caught a touchdown in a game for the Falcons. Toy Lolo three-yard touchdown. Not Tony Gonzalez. Hope you didn't start him. 28-27 Falcons. Now we get to the final seconds. Three seconds remain. Nick Folk. 
43-yard game-winning field goal. And how about those New York Jets? And really, how about those one and four Atlanta Falcons? And certainly, when you look at your top fantasy scores moving forward, we'll get into whether or not Geno Smith could be a fantasy start moving forward. You said they like the young tight end, so maybe Cumberland a replacement for somebody that is not performing. As I mentioned, Tony Gonzalez got the 9-7 there, but no touchdown. It was Toy Lolo that snatched that pass in the end zone, but spotted limping out of the x-ray room after the game by NFL media insider Jeff Darlington. Jake Glazer then added that the Falcons fear Julio Jones could be out for wow. the season. This is the same injury, the same foot at least, that uh, concerned a number of teams heading into the 2011 draft. The Falcons, obviously their medical staff, he checked out fine. They traded up. They got him. He has been a spectacular performer. But we certainly, Fabs, will keep a close eye on this one and whether or not Julio Jones is going to be out for the entire season. And you can't replace him without making a trade. There is nothing on the waiver wire even close to Julio Jones. Maybe a Justin Blackman is going to be out as close as you can get to finding a playmate at that position. This one not only hurt Tulio, but right. also Matt, Matt Ryan. Okay. Matt Ryan. What about yeah. uh, his likely replacement, if you want to call Harry Douglas that? He's been the third receiver there, likely going. And we're just talking about targets increasing for Harry Douglas. Is Harry Douglas, if he's available on the waiver wire, he's coming off a .6-point performance. Is he a worthy pickup? Yeah, he, he's, he is a worthy pickup. He's already starting to get a lot of looks from Matt Ryan, but now all of a sudden, now the production has got to be spread equally now amongst the wide receivers. Harry Douglas can make plays, especially when he's in the open field. If you don't have the ability to get a guy like Harry Douglas, there's still guys that you can raid from the Chargers lineup as well. Right. Guys like Vincent Brown and Keenan Allen. Uh, Fabs, we go to Roddy White, the other number one, I mean really co-number ones in Atlanta, and he left the game with a hammy injury. Now they have the bye, but what about Roddy White so far this season and then moving forward? Yeah, I mean, he has been one of the biggest disappointments in fantasy football regardless of position. Now you would think this is a good thing for his value. Unfortunately, it's going to come because of Julio Jones' injury, but Roddy White hasn't been healthy all year. The high ankle, now the hamstring from last night. He's got to get healthy before he makes any kind of impact from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, and I'll say this, coming off of a bye week, that's a very good time for players to really get healthy. They don't have to worry about trying to meet their workout requirements. They can just focus on getting healthy and then get right back into the flow of things. All right, let's go to the team that won and has a winning record on the season, Geno Smith, and what his fantasy value may be, if any. Well, I'll tell you something right now. He looked pretty good uh, against Atlanta. Didn't have a lot of yards, but had the touchdowns. And I still don't see Geno Smith as a guy that I'm picking up and starting on my fantasy team. Even during the bye weeks, I need to see more than just one good performance from him. But let's just say this, Money. He's certainly on the radar at this point. That's for sure. The interesting thing is there's sort of this dichotomy of the Jets. You have Rex Ryan, great defense. Get me a quarterback that will not make mistakes, and that's our formula to win football games. Then you have Marty Morningweg as your offensive coordinator, who has been known as a quarterback whisperer. You think of all those quarterbacks in Philadelphia that performed well under him. I mean, Coy Detmer, we're talking about guys like that under Marty Morningweg. So it'll be interesting he's, yeah, to he, see. He's a, he's a project. They're yeah. going to have to build him up and bring him up. But I'm too. I'm with you. I'm not sipping on that Gino yeah. and Juice right there. Not, not, oh, you <laughs> yeah. had to get yeah. it in. Didn't you? Yeah. How I long you been get... sitting on that one? <laughs> For a long time. Well, right. <laughs> right. no, we gave you a little bit of the news with Julio Jones. Now let's get you caught up with all the rest from around the league with our fantasy headlines. Gino and Juice. Molly Karam here with Adam and Ray getting you caught up on all the headlines you need to know before you get your roster set for week six. And continuing our big story from today, Julio Jones' foot injury. Falcons head coach Mike Smith addressed the media today about his medical plan. Take a listen. Julio injured his foot last night. Uh, 
he saw our our uh, doctors this morning. He is going to have a second opinion uh, tomorrow over in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. The first uh, reports were not encouraging, uh, but we will wait to see what the uh, second opinion uh, comes back as. So things not looking so hot in Hotlanta. Not so good, but Roddy White, somebody to keep an eye on there going forward. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. All right, but some good news in Foxborough. NFL Network's Albert Breer reports early indications are that the Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski will play this week. Rank, do you play him right away? Absolutely. I understand he's going to go out and, and be able to play. And once he does, Tom Brady is going to look for him in the red zone. He's going to look to get him into the mix very early. I say if he plays this week, he scores a touchdown. You know, Belichick and Brady are beaming right now. Houston, we have a problem. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport tells us that Texans tight end Owen Daniels will miss three to six weeks with a fractured fibula but will not require surgery. Adam, does this make Garrett Graham solid fantasy play? Well, we saw him make a huge touchdown a couple of weeks ago against the Seahawks, and the Texans really need to focus on their passing game, trying to get Matt Schaub a little bit more comfortable. Having a good tight end option would certainly help. And we know the Texans love their tight ends. 2013 is really the year of the tight ends here, Adam. All right, it's looking more and more likely that Michael Vick's hamstring injury will keep him out of this Sunday's game against the Bucs. How much does Vick's injury history concern you long term? It should concern you, but a lot of people probably drafted Vick as their second quarterback. So if you drafted somebody ahead of him like Cam Newton, Tony Romo, anybody like that, you can go ahead and start playing those guys. So with Vic likely out, Nick Foles steps in as the starter. Is Foles worth a pickup? Absolutely pick him up. You know, you were talking about Matt Ryan earlier in the show, and you look at his his matchups coming up. I know Matt Ryan's got a tough game going up against the Arizona Cardinals in a couple of weeks. Foles plays the Giants that week. That would be a nice time to just slip him in there into that high-profile offense. The Giants, a sorry, sorry 0-5. All right, let's take a look now at the top fantasy players on a bye this week. Of course, it's the Falcons and the Dolphins that have the week off. We've got some studs on there. Who is someone you would pick up in place of, you know, the quarterbacks or, you know, some of the wide receivers? Right. If Matt Ryan's out, Jay Cutler's got a great matchup going up against the Giants. That's kind of a theme, I understand, but, you know. So you can pick him up, play him this week on Thursday night for the, you know, big Thursday night game here on NFL Network. So I would advise him. And also, look and make sure that the guys that you benched on your bye week, that you put him back in there. Adrian Peterson was on a bye last week. Make sure you set your lineup. Make sure he's back. Yes, I did that yesterday. <laughs> Giants running back David Wilson will seek a second opinion on his injured neck after missing Monday's practice, according to Fox Sports. Adam, he's already been ruled out for Thursday's game against the Bears. What do Wilson owners do? Sit back and enjoy Thursday's game. There's really, I mean, there's really not too much you can do. I know Brandon Jacobs, you might be compelled to go pick him up off the waiver wire, but he, he doesn't have a lot of fantasy value. The matchup isn't very good. So stay the course. Keep him on your bench right now. Meanwhile, Rams head coach Jeff Fisher says Zach Stacy will start at running back again in Houston this week. He's available in 98% of leagues. I would say the man is pretty available should we pick him up. Absolutely. This is a better pick Take him out for dinner on a date or? Sure. Do all that stuff. Make sure to take him to a nice movie, maybe a horror flick. But pick him up. This is a better option than Brandon Jacobs. If you're in that situation where you have David Wilson, he hasn't been performing for you. 
Go pick up Zach Stacy because there's not a lot of number one running backs out there. So when you get a chance to find one, especially when a coach comes out and says, this is going to be our guy, you go up and pick him up. So you don't need to be scared. See? Nope. Way to incorporate our, See, our Halloween theme. Yeah. yeah, we're trying. Still to come, there's a reason he's a Hall of Famer. Michael Fabiano is our coach of the week. We'll tell you what he did in week five and if the same move will pay dividends in week six. Then we visit the Fantasy Graveyard where we top the graves of many NFL stars and see if they will continue to rest in peace or rise to join the living again. NFL Fantasy Live will be right back. I didn't put you on this list. You put you on this list. Let it begin! The Indianapolis Colts. It took you over a half an hour in real time to get a lead against the Jags. The officials for the Sunday night game for this. The replay system is not working. Yeah, it wasn't working. Because you and the video review guys were watching Breaking Bad. They were the worst team in the league. (laughs) Well, don't get crazy. You're not on the Jags. One thing's for sure, you just lost to Christian Ponder's backup. Shame. I don't know if we can top that. Time now for our Fantasy Coach of the Week presented by Lenovo. This week, the honor is bestowed upon one Michael Fabiano for the move that won him his matchup against the man you just saw, Dave Damashek. You played him in the NFL AM League. Let's take a look at those rosters because you had a pretty gutsy move here from my perspective. You started Justin Blackman mm-hmm. at the wide receiver two position, yep. coming off a four-game suspension and with serious quarterback issues. Why'd you go this route? Well, because Roddy White was just not someone that I trusted with the high ankle sprain and reports that he had suffered a setback. And I like Justin Blackman a lot. This is a very talented kid, someone that we told people to pick up off the waiver wire, and he's still available at about 50% of NFL.com leagues. That's going to go up, of course, after what he did against the Rams with almost 20 fantasy points. Roddy White almost... Had four and a half. He had 4.6, 4.5, somewhere around there. So Blackman was a difference between me winning and me losing. And you know, Damashek was talking a lot of trash too on Twitter because he had T.Y. Hilton who was lighting things up. Little did he know that Justin Blackman was about to go off. He was. But how about Roddy White? I mean, he was playing the Jets. This looked like a good start. Yeah, well, I just haven't trusted him. I have Roddy White and I haven't played him once at all this whole year, Molly. And this is a guy drafted in the fourth or fifth round. But because of this high ankle sprain, there's a little bit of concern there. He hasn't produced, uh, and he is not even in the top 50 in fantasy points among wide receivers right now. I don't even know if he's in the top 70 at this point. Roddy White's a guy who his value now is rising because we know that Julio Jones is hurt. But since the start of the season and through his first bunch of games, there hasn't been much production. Now here's the real question. Jags play the Broncos this week, and it seems like MJD has no fantasy value anymore. He's on my team. That's a whole nother story. But do you start Justin Blackman against the big bad Broncos? No doubt. The Broncos' defense is not that good. I mean, the Cowboys just went through them like a hot knife through butter back in Dallas. That was a shootout. Tony Romo with over 500 passing yards. Des Bryant went off. Terrence Williams went off. You absolutely start Justin Blackman this week. Even if the Jaguars are getting killed, which is probably what's going to happen, they're going to have to throw the football in the second half to try and get rid of that deficit, which they won't do. But the fact of the matter is, garbage-time fantasy points are just as good as the fantasy points that go on when the game is still competitive. Start Justin Blackman. I can't stress this enough. He's a very solid number three wide receiver right now. He could move into the number two territory by the end of the season. See, the Jags do still have value. This a guy, bit. that's right. A Hall of Famer right here. That's why you get paid the big bucks, Fabs. Good stuff. Thanks. Now I have a poem for you. 
Still to come, once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a star with fantasy points so low, can you trust Tom Brady or Dwayne Bowe? Are you lit listening to my poem? <laughs> we look into the depths of the crypt. Whom can you start and whom shall you sit? Plus, 2013 has been a nightmare for the running back position, so should you stick with a running back at the flex, or is it wiser to go with a receiver? That's just around the corner as NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Tonight, Matt Millen was a smash-mouth linebacker and a four-time Super Bowl champion, but running a team was a challenge he couldn't tackle. Matt Millen of Football Live tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern only on NFL Network. All right, welcome, friends, to the fantasy graveyard. Here lies those whose fantasy seasons have been more dead than alive. Fabs, tell us about the night. And by the way, Fabs a guy that decorates his house for Christmas in I November. <laughs> tell us about the. Uh, that's why we're doing this already. Nightmare season for uh, for Maurice Jones Drew. Yeah, you know Maurice Jones Drew. I had high hopes for you coming into the season, thinking you were going to put up good numbers in a contract year, my friend. But in that offense mm-hmm. in Jacksonville, which is like a graveyard in and of itself, Ooh. Maurice Jones Drew has been unable to produce. His yards per ga- carry average is awful. The one good game he did have was against the Seahawks, and that was only because he got lucky because of a turnover deep in Seattle's territory where he turned it in to a goal line touchdown. He's got a good matchup this week against the Broncos, guys, and I can't even trust him because Jacksonville's going to be down 50 points in the second half and abandon the run. Maurice Jones-Drew, you are on one of my nine fantasy teams, and I would be looking to trade you. <laughs> one of my nine. Take us to Stephen Ridley. It's all here, over. Right? Stephen Ridley was one of the guys who was on our preseason bus list because you saw at the end of last year, Shane Vereen was going to start taking a bigger role in the offense, and you saw the early fumbles with Ridley, and he's never really recovered from that. He's had just more than five fantasy points once this season, and now with LeGarrette Blunt getting a little bit bigger, Shane Vereen will eventually come back to this team after week 11. So I look for Stephen Ridley. Just to be, you could probably release him right now well, and not worry wow. about it. I don't know if you will, and I don't know if I'm going to release Dwayne Bow from my team and unleash him on the waiver wire for some other poor soul to pick up, but he will rest in peace on my bench for the foreseeable future. <laughs> when they handed him $60 million bucks in the offseason, I figured this is going to be one of those dominant 1,500-yard, double-digit touchdown seasons for a wide receiver. No, not with Alex Smith. You look at the targets over the five games, six, seven, four, eight, six. Those are not target numbers you want to see from what you thought was going to be a number one wide receiver. And then you look to the future and you see Oakland and Houston and Cleveland not coming off my bench anytime soon. Dwayne Bow. You know what, you guys? You guys are really just all too sad. Today isn't a sad day. Today's a really good day. We are here to celebrate the life in the starting lineup for Clifford Spiller Jr. That's right. He was known to friends and family as C.J. Spiller. It's over. It was cut short by a nasty split by Fred Jackson. His production has gone down. We haven't seen the same guy. He was a consensus top five pick for us. And what happened? I don't want any of you guys to cry right now. I'm not going to. When you look at this, and I'm I'm just reading, I'm reading because I I don't want to get emotional. But this was a guy that was able to produce one touchdown on 83 offensive touches. He was was a good guy, though. We remember the good things about C.J. Spiller. One run. That's it. But let him rest in peace. A single run on Thursday Night Football. That's why I brought the collection plate today. That's all we read. All right, now look. Not all who lie here will continue to rest. Who shall rise again to walk among 
the living. Fabiano. Well, you know those great horror movies where the arm comes out of the ground. They're coming back. That's Tom Brady, guys. Tom Brady will rise from the graveyard to produce fantasy points for your team. Once again, when Rob Gronkowski comes back, maybe this week, Danny Amendola's back. He'll get Shane Vereen back. And maybe I'm just saying this because he's on my Experts League team and he's killing me. But I am hoping that Tom Brady rises from the grave, Adam Rank. Well, Fab certainly embracing our theme. Um, (laughs) I'm going to flip it to, well, why don't you, uh, you know what, I'll talk Hakeem Nix. Here's why. I don't know. I cannot make any uh, horror film metaphor about zombies being paid a bunch of cash and then going on to terrorize the city. <laughs> but Akeem Nix is in a contract year. He put up uh, 100-plus. You see it right there, 142 yards in his last game. And I like the Giants' schedule moving forward. Chicago, they got Philadelphia, Green Bay, Washington, all teams where the passing game can produce numbers. That's why I believe, and this is someone I have been down on his whole career, contract year, those injuries aren't as serious, and the matchups bear out that Hakeem Nix is going to have a comeback. All right, Akbar. It is time. Now. This guy for me right now is Cam Newton. (laughs) Cam Newton is a guy that I think is going to resurrect. He's going to come out, and he's going to come out strong. Now, remember, fantasy owners were ready. They were so ready last year to do it to Cam Newton. They said, oh, Cam Newton's not going to be that guy. Here's a guy that has the ability to throw the ball and run the ball. I want you, I want to bring a special attention to you guys. I want this. Take a look at this board here. What are we going to look at here? Here's a board that has Cam Newton's production from the first 10 weeks of last season and then the bottom half of the season. Look at the production right there. 15 total touchdowns from week 11 to week 17. Hey, Akbar, can I jump jump in here real quick? Yes, go ahead. Last year, who traded Cam Newton and who received him right before week 11? Oh, boy. Sound familiar? Does that sound familiar at all? It does sound familiar. I think it was a Matt Money Smith. Yeah, he received him. And who sent it to him? Yeah. Who sent him to him? Yeah. Let me guess, Fabiano. Right Let me tell you something. If, if, right none of you, if none of you guys are <laughs> believers, West you guys, you guys better believe right now I'm here to spread the yeah. good news that Cam Newton okay, has back. risen and he's going up against the Minnesota Vikings next week. I'm spreading the good news, everybody. Really he has risen. How about I looked at my lineup, he wasn't there. Finish it up for us here. Well, Roddy White is like the guy in the beginning of the movie who you oh, forgot no, was there. <laughs> now we can't do that again. No, Roddy White, if you heard the news today about Julio Jones, Roddy White yeah. is going to have to play a bigger part of this offense. The whole season, he has been a decoy because he's been battling that high ankle sprain. But now he's going to have to step up and play a big part of the offense. And if you look, his targets have increased in each game this season. He's starting to come on. Plus, he's got a bye week. This will allow him to kind of regroup, get back together, and then when they come, when the Falcons come back, remember, this is a team that people thought had Super Bowl aspirations. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. They're going to have to target them a lot. So if you've been patient with Roddy White, you will be paid off at the end of the year. Well, Fab, you were just talking about your coaching move of the week, benching Roddy White this past week for Justin Blackman, perhaps with the news moving forward. Roddy White, a much better play. So here it is. Uh, yes. A recap. Rest in peace. On the waiver wire, on your bench, Dwayne Bow, MJD, Ridley, and Spiller. Who you can trust moving forward, Brady, Cam Newton, Roddy White. We didn't get a chance to talk about A.J. Green. Go ahead, throw a Keem Nix in that mix as well. I love well. this music, too. Coming up, it's the smoke, the sickle, oh, the helmets boy. of the 0-5 team. Uh, look, don't be down by your fantasy players. Don't fret. We're going to take a look at that waiver wire, tell you which players you can pick up to fill the void. And they say math is the universal language. So we take a look at some statistical trends in 2013, how these numbers can help you as you go set your lineup sickle in my face here. Stick around. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. 
Some big fantasy statistics came from some unexpected sources in week five, but are those numbers realistic signs of things to come or just a one-week fantasy? We'll break down the numbers you shouldn't trust coming up. And we're starting to get a sense of which defenses provide the best matchups for your skill position players. So which defenses are the best for those skill players to line up against? Find out. Plus, Tuesday's top targets on the waiver wire will work wonders for your fantasy football roster. Our 10 best free agents coming up here on NFL Fantasy Live. All right, welcome back, and we are going to get to those waiver wire additions. You ought to make some surprising performances and QBs, backup QBs, that might be able to lead you to victory. So why don't we get it started? Here are likely week six QB starters. You see Nick Foles there, Matt Castle, of course, after his trip over to London where he gained victory for those Vikings, and, of course, Mike Glennon of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against those Eagles. And do quickly want to mention, in case you're just joining us, Julio Jones has an injury, going to get a second opinion. Some think it could be season-ending. No definitive word yet, but certainly major fantasy impact there, guys. Let's pick up, though, with the backup QB and which one will have the biggest fantasy impact this week, Rank. Yeah, I don't feel good about this, but but I had to go make a claim for Mike Glennon of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't like it, but I like the matchup going up against the Eagles. The Eagles have allowed a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. So when you get pretty thin, when you get into some of those bigger leads, bigger leagues, and you have guys who have picked up pretty much every conceivable option, I'm going to play the matchup right here. I'm going to go with the rookie. He looked, meh, all right, not too bad. <laughs> I don't have a lot of confidence in it. I don't like it, but it's one week. I think I'll be all right. And ranked fans, I'll go to the opposite sideline and take Nick Foles. Just a half of work and 200 yards, a couple touchdowns. We know what this Eagles offense is. If you take away the run, they are still capable of putting up big numbers in the passing game. People don't realize Chip Kelly loved Nick Foles when he was a quarterback at Arizona, was actually selling Nick Foles, who's perhaps the best quarterback in the Pac-12. So he is comfortable with Foles operating this offense. We know what the tempo is. There's a lot of pass attempts, which means you have a lot of ability for completions, touchdowns. I would be totally comfortable if I'm going to buy a week with Nick Foles as my starter, even with the Buccaneers playing the pass pretty darn well so far this season. No love for Thad, huh? No love for Thad. Getting closer and closer to Week 7. When players on the physically unable to perform list that were designated to return in the preseason, it's now here. Jonathan Stewart, Michael Crabtree, and Percy Harvin, to name a few. And a lot are available in a whole lot of leagues when we look at our NFL.com statistics. So let's start with Jonathan Stewart. Is he worth taking a flyer on? Yes. Uh, Look at the, the waiver wire at running back. It's a mess. There's nothing out there. And Jonathan Stewart hasn't been the best running back in fantasy over the last couple of years. We know that. When he comes back, he's going to be in a committee with D'Angelo Williams. But when you look at what's out there right now, there is not much. I mean, you're looking at Darrell Scott at this point, guys, and Brandon Jacobs. Pick up Jonathan Stewart now. Get ahead of the curve because he could be back in week seven. And again, remember, we're not saying these are going to be players in the lineup this coming week. Simply, they're available beginning now to come off the pup list. And that means if you, like you said, Fats, want to get a jump on your competition, maybe add them and stash them. Let's go to uh, Michael Crabtree. Yeah, certainly a guy to look for in San Francisco because nobody has been able to come in and step up and take that number one role. We saw Anquan Bolden have a fantastic week one, but hasn't really been able to replicate that again going forward. And so 
Michael Crabtree starting to get a little bit closer. There's going to be some matchups down the road for him that look pretty good. So he's a guy to pick up and stash, and he seems like he's not too far away. And again, I'd be surprised if he were available in any leagues, but you never know. Percy Harvin, we are you know coming up on six weeks in. If he's there, Fabs, got to go grab him. I, I think he's probably available in a lot of leagues. Think uh, so? You know, it's kind of like one of those things where it's out of sight, out of mind. Yep. And I'll give you guys an example. In three or four of my leagues, I drafted Justin Blackman. I sat on him for four weeks, and he paid dividends right when he came back. I don't mind sitting on a guy like Percy Harden for the next four or five weeks. And what happens if he comes back for the fantasy playoffs or for the end of fantasy regular season and helps him win a championship? If you have roster spaces where you can stash a guy and just let him sit there for a few weeks, why not get Percy Harvin? All right, well, let's get to the bye weeks. Uh, this coming week, some major players on the bye. You see him here. Uh, well, actually, these going to be our waiver wire targets, waiver wire players that are available. Uh, I do want to mention just quickly, bye weeks, Atlanta and Miami. So there you go. Players you can grab. You already talked about Justin Blackman. You drafted and stashed. Uh, Elshon Jeffrey, a couple bears uh, that we're going to get to in just a moment. But uh, why don't we get started on a certain quarterback from a certain team. And again, your bye is going to be the Atlanta Falcons and the Miami Dolphins. I know this was something that got you quite excited. The at Matt Money Smith Twitter feed. I, I was did see that. 35,000 feet in the air on a flight <laughs> back from Green Bay. I called the Packer Lion game, and I was watching on the TVs, little Oakland Raiders, San Diego action. And in the first half, I, as somebody that covered college football and some Ohio State games, was wildly surprised to see Terrell Pryor throw the ball as well as he did, Fabs. Yeah, and uh, you and I have gotten into it on the show about yeah. Terrell Pryor, and everyone knows I love this kid. Why, why do you love him? Because he can run with the football. Has he been running lately? You know what? He hasn't been. And no, actually, that's a good thing, all. buddy. Because he is showing that hey, he is improved so, so as a passer. So who's coming around to who here, Fabs? You wanted people I've to pick him up because he could rush the football. All season long. He has he rushed for all that, of 30 yards a game. Intangible. He had over 100 yards a in game. the first game exactly. of the season. And but he, come brings, close to it since. he brings that intangible to the game, though, money. Fabs. So if it's not there through the air... He can All take right. off and run with the football. We always he's end. got more fantasy points than Colin Kaepernick, yeah. Tom Brady, Cam Newton, and okay. he's missed a game. So you're telling everybody to start him this week against the Chiefs. I don't love the matchup this oh, week oh, against really? the Chiefs. <laughs> then but are you going to tell him to start against in more than 40% of leagues? Then he's on a bye, and then it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm just the trying Steelers, to figure out where Fabs is with Terrell Pryor. Steelers, That's what I'm trying to figure out. Steelers defense. So you anymore. will start him against the Steelers after the bye. If I have a quarterback. If I have a quarterback with a bad matchup, I'll go. Terrell Pryor is not going to be an elite quarterback in fantasy. I'm just waiting for you to start him. I'm just I started him last week in two or three leagues. And how did it work out? Pretty good. Almost 20 (laughs) fantasy points, which you saw from 35,000 feet up. And you didn't respond to my tweet, by the way. (laughs) Maybe I was a little emotional at the time. Yeah, that's right. I know what you Cylinder in the sky. (laughs) All right, let's get to some. Let's get Rank involved here. Some waiver wire targets, Rank. Can I talk about a quarterback I'm going to pick up and actually start? <laughs> yes, please. I am going to, I am going to I pick up Jay. Would you stop? You had your moment in the sun. I'm going to pick up Jay Cutler. I'm going to play him this week going up against the New York Giants. You can watch that game, of course, here on NFL Network on Thursday night. And you know me. I don't like playing guys on Thursday night. I don't want to walk around wearing that bagel. But I know Jay Cutler is going to come out and have a huge game for our Chicago Bears. Pick him up and yeah. start him. And speaking of great advice, I think it was a week ago I told you not to pick up Alshon Jeffrey because all the yards were <laughs> garbage points against the Detroit Lions. But we love him this week, right, Fabs? Uh, he's got to be in there yep. as a wide receiver three. I mean, no wide receiver has scored more fantasy points in the last two weeks 
that Alshon Jeffrey, can you believe it? Well, they're doubling Brandon Marshall, and he's been open for a lot of those passes that you're watching right here. Uh, Dre Ellington, by the way. Here's the thing about Andre Ellington and the Cardinals is Bruce Arians, even though Rashard Mendenhall was his guy, he brought him to Arizona, thought he would be a good RB2. He's just not producing. You look at yards per carry, and Dre Ellington is giving you six and a half. They got the same amount of carries. He's much more productive. You've got to believe going forward. Now that they're three and two, and in the thick of that NFC wild card playoff race, he's just simply going to go with the most productive back, and that would be Andre Ellington. So if you've got Mendenhall, you got to pick him up. If you're looking for a good waiver wire target, I would say Andre Ellington moving forward, not a bad one. Yeah, good pass catcher, too. Uh, another wide receiver here, right? Terrence Williams. Yep. We talked about Ashan Jeffrey. Let's talk about Terrence Williams, a guy who lit up the Denver Broncos, and we're looking at him score on a long touchdown from Adam Rank's favorite NFL player, Tony Romo. Now, if Miles Austin is able to come back this week, well, clearly Terrence Williams' value is going to take a little bit of a hit. But if Austin's out with that hamstring, which he seems to always have a hamstring injury, always. Who are they playing this Sunday night? They're playing the Redskins, one of the worst defenses in the entire league. You could do worse than play Terrence Williams this weekend. And if Austin does come back, have Leonard Hankerson just waiting around for you. He's there playing you there for the Washington Redskins going against that terrible Cowboys defense. Yeah, they're not too good either. Them in. Anytime I can get a Baylor Bear on my squad, I absolutely you go do for it. <laughs> Those are our pickups for the week. As for the week five, big performers to leave on the waiver wire. Let's send it over to Mali Karam and Akbar Bajabiamila. Mani, thank you. And Akbar, you think Terrence Williams will not have another big day. Those are numbers not to trust for week five. We just saw 151 yards and four receptions. Tell us why. Yeah, I don't trust those numbers from Terrence Williams. He's a very talented kid when you look at Terrence Williams and his his physical ability. But this is a kid that has to go through the learning process. And when you talk about what is the learning process for a young wide receiver, that's being able to read coverages and also to make sight adjustments. Now, Defenses are going to know that this kid can run the ball. He can fly right by you on some of those nine routes. They're going to start to play and make those adjustments for him. So I say that you pick him up, you groom him. He's a guy that you put on your on your bench and groom him, and you play him on matchup base, like this week, like Fabs just said, against the Redskins. The Redskins are guys that you can play him against and see some production, but don't expect 20 points. And as Fabs also alluded to, if Miles Austin is out, then his value is up. Okay, how about Mike Wallace? Two games, he's been a hero in nearly three games, almost a zero. Yeah, if you watched this game last week very closely, Mike Wallace was targeted 16 times by Ryan Tannehill, and he, he caught less than half of those balls. He seems for some reason to be out of sync with his quarterback, out of sync with learning and knowing this playbook. I don't think that we've seen the Mike Wallace that we, we drafted, the Mike Wallace that everybody wants to know, this, this big-time playmaker. He's not a playmaker. He's gotten this title. He's a guy that has the ability to run those nine routes, run right past you, but that's it. I don't know that Mike Wallace is going to continue to produce like this. I'm cool on Mike Wallace right now. All right. So I don't trust that 10 and a half points he gave us. You're not trusting Wallace. You're not trusting Williams, who blew up this week. Now, you're also not trusting Tom Brady. You, you are. You are. You're trusting Tom Brady in that he will not have as poor an outing as he did uh, this week. Yeah, that was a bad performance. 5.8 fantasy points for Tom Brady. That, that wasn't good. That wasn't a good look. But, yes, I don't trust that Tom Brady will give us that low of an output again. And here's why. He's got Danny Amendola back. Gronkowski is right around the corner from getting ready to play again. And his young wide receivers and Aaron Dobson and Kimbrell Tompkins, they're growing up right in front of our eyes, in front of a national audience. And you can see that going through that frustrating point in the beginning of the season with his young wide receivers, he's been able to coach them up, and now they're there. Now all of a sudden you've got 
Two young wide receivers, Amendola and Gronkowski back. Oh, yeah, you're going to see way more than four times the amount of fantasy points. And could have Stephen Ridley back as well. Good stuff. Still to come. If you're trying to decide between a weaker running back or a stronger wide receiver for your flex, we're here to help. Our flex spot starts of the week are coming up as NFL Fantasy Live continues. Breaks it outside, running for the power of Le'Veon Bell. Cutler's into the end zone. Look at Pittsburgh Steelers touchdown. Lawson sees some shorts. Wallace has got a hole, and he's in. It's Miller, and it's touchdown. Get the pad level down and rip it in there. Bro, what a catch. What an answer. He's going to go live. Touchdown. Let's go. That's right. That video got me fired up, guys. It got me pumped up, too. (laughs) Running backs or wide receivers, that is a question when it comes to your flex spot, and we are here to help. Fabs, tell us quickly what exactly a flex spot is. Well, basically on NFL.com, it's a spot where you can either start a running back or a wide receiver. Other leagues, you can start a tight end as well, but NFL.com standard running back or wide receiver. All right, and a lot of fantasy owners have a low-end starting running back and a team's secondary wide receiver as their flex option. So we're going to break down a couple of scenarios for you. And we start with Le'Veon Bell or Cecil Shorts. It seems like Bell uh, rewarded owners who hung on to him in week four, and Cecil Shorts seems to be a steady flex play. Which way are you going? You know what? I'm going to go with Cecil Shorts, and it's not just because I'm sitting next to Akbar and I'm afraid really? of getting punched. <laughs> oh, well, because this is a good matchup. The Denver Broncos have been horrible defensively. They're going to be ahead in this game. It's the same reason why I like Justin Blackman. They're going to have to throw the ball to Jaguars in the second half of this contest. I'd be shocked if they were ahead at any point in this game. So that means a lot of opportunities, not only for Blackman, but for Cecil Shorts. And the Jets, who Le'Veon Bell is facing this week, They've been pretty good against the run this season overall. You know how much I love Cecil Shorts, and, and, and the fact now that he's got Justin Blackman over there where he's going to be competing, he's the most targeted guy. But when I look at this situation, the flex spot, I want to go to a position where I know that somebody's going to be the feature guy. It's Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is a feature back. And how many running backs are out there right now that are feature backs that you can go pick up or that, you know, if you don't already have one? But Le'Veon Bell is going to be getting a ton of care. I think this is a talented kid. They're going to depend a lot on getting this season turned around through Le'Veon Bell. He's the key. He's the answer. I'd go running back in this situation. The Le'Veon Steelers Bell, are short. coming off. Right? I'm the Steelers right. are coming off a bye week as well, so they have some extra time to put in some packages for Le'Veon Bell. They're really going to feature him going forward. I like it. And plus, you're talking about the Jags and everything. Tony Romo's not their quarterback. My favorite player in the league, Tony Romo, doesn't play for the Jags. So I'm not so going to see Justin Blackman had almost 20 fantasy points, and He's Tony fine. Romo wasn't his quarterback. Bell unproven, but potential to be fantasy gold down the road. Moving on, we have Rashard Mendenhall versus Kendall Wright. Rashard Mendenhall almost supplanted by Andre Ellington at this point, but he is the goal line back. And then when you look at uh, Kendall Wright here, he's, he's been a factor every week outside of week one. Yeah, uh, can I pick someone else from this no, one? No, you cannot. <laughs> What's on the I guess I'm going to go with Mendenhall, but I don't like, I don't like Mendenhall. The, the Niners have been better against the run over the last two weeks. You already talked about Andre Ellington. And Kendall Wright's playing in Seattle. And I'll tell you something right now. I don't care who's playing in Seattle. Pick your it could guy. be Aaron Rodgers. I'm afraid of people playing in Seattle. I'll go Mendenhall, but I don't like it. Well, you, you know, and you're absolutely right. With Ellington, you know, now stepping in, Mendenhall role is decreasing. But the guy that I'm looking to is Kendall Wright. And you look at Kendall Wright and say, if T.Y. Hilton can have a lot of success against the Seattle Seahawks, 
defense. Why can't Kendall Wright? That Kendall Wright is not in Seattle. But listen, Kendall Wright is not the, the main go-to guy here in this offense. And so all of a sudden now, he's a guy that can slip through the corner. He's going to line up with one of these big defensive backs, and he's going to have perhaps the same type of success T.Y. Hilton. Maybe not as big oh. as the numbers, but I'm saying he's a guy that has that potential. You're right. I don't like the matchup, we'll but I would go Kendall Wright. I love all this because, you're, again, you're talking about this. He doesn't have Andrew Luck as his quarterback. You're talking yeah. about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and that's right. And he's a guy, and when you look at the game plan and coaches are sitting there and film, Kendall Wright's a guy that you just do your finger like this. Like, never mind him. Let's stop CJ2K. Menden Hall got the goal line touch last Kenny week. Kenny Britt's fall from grace also helps him out just a little bit. Moving on, you mentioned T.Y. Hilton. Yes. Him or Eddie Lacy. T.Y. Hilton easily had his biggest game of the season, and, and they have a favorable schedule moving forward. They do, and T.Y. Hilton looks like the guy who's going to come up and be that number one receiver for the Indianapolis Colts going forward, so I would start him absolutely. Absolutely. It kind of reminds me of when Reggie Wayne came in and took over for Marvin Harrison. T.Y. Hilton is doing the same thing. He went out and looked like the man of steel against the Legion of Boom up there when they rolled into Indianapolis in their fortress of solitude. I know I'm wearing the Superman cufflinks, so I'm going with the analogies, but I am going with T.Y. Hilton. Well, I'm on the other side. I'm going to go with Eddie Lacy. You and I are going to talk off camera about this uh, T.Y. Hilton being the number one guy, but Eddie Lacy is, again, the feature back. Whenever you can grab a feature back in this situation, you got to grab him in this offense. Eddie Lacy's going to be the man. In this day and age, things have changed, my friend. You're no longer restricted to wanting to have a running back in your flex. I'm going with Hilton against the Chargers, who can't stop the pass. Eddie Lacy's got to play the Ravens. That defense is good. My formula no team is, is a lot of back fantasy over points wide receiver. Featured back over wide receiver. You hit Hilton hard with that Connecticut accent there. You like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. What are you learning that from? All right, moving Maybe on. you, Molly. Trent Richardson or Jordy Nelson. Nelson obviously benefits from playing with A-Rod. Yeah, you go with a guy who's catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'll take a receiver who's catching the balls from an elite quarterback. Jordy Nelson has been a great find for me in a lot of my leagues. I drafted him as my third wide receiver option. He's actually moved up to be my wide receiver two. Sometimes my wide receiver one in a lot of leagues. In fact, you might have seen him in my experts league. He was doing pretty well last week. And now he's... <laughs> you subtle? Subtle? That'll, that'll subtle? Like All right, it. yeah. Go with Jordy Nelson here. Trent Richardson has been a Trent, disappointment. Trent's due for a score, though, right? Well, he certainly is. And as someone who has him on one of my fantasy teams, I hope he does score. But I agree with Adam. I'm going with Jordy Nelson. Uh, again, th- this is a matchup I think that the, the, the Packers can exploit through the air more easily than they will on the ground. They're going to throw the ball to Jordy Nelson. Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. I'm going. I, I'm surprising myself here, Akbar, but I'm going with the wideout again. Well, I, again, I already gave you the formula, and my, as my math teacher, Miss Kate Briscoe, used to tell me, she gave me a formula: <laughs> RB one over wide receiver two <laughs> equals Trent Richardson. I'm going with Trent Richardson because he's a feature. I wish back. I was in that math class. Yeah, shout like out to your math teacher. All right, good stuff on the flex play, gentlemen. Coming up, which quarterbacks have the best shot to put up big points this week? Week six's best QB matchups are on the way. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Stay here. Relive Sunday's historic shootout in Big D as Peyton and the Broncos overcame Romo's record day to pull off a last-second win against the Cowboys and remain undefeated. A special extended version of NFL Replay tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern only on NFL Network. Well, you can study your players all you want, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the matchups, and that's what we're looking at now. The best matchups of the week as determined by our favorite acronym, boys, FPA, Fantasy Points Against. And here you go. You take a look at the teams that give up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks and the fortunate QBs facing them 
in week six. What does this mean? Team on the left, Cowboys, give up more points than any other team to quarterbacks in fantasy football. Robert Griffin III, probably a good start this week. Likely starting him anyway, along with Andrew Luck and Tony Romo. But how about number three on that list there, Rank? Yeah, I like Jay Cutler a lot this week going up against the New York Giants here on Thursday night on NFL Network. And when you look at some of the more disappointing quarterbacks like, let's say, Tom Brady, I am actually going to attempt to pick up Jay Cutler off the waiver wire this week and put him in there. I'm going to send a message to my team and say, this is what's happening. We're bringing in this guy, and sure, he might have a little bit of an attitude problem, but he's going to lead our team to victory because Jay Cutler's got a fantastic matchup. Got to shake things up sometimes. Uh, but you're rolling the dice on that Thursday night matchup it. going into Sunday. It. All right, let's take a look at the wide receivers here. And these, just to kind of make sense of it, of course, you're starting A.J. Green. You see number two there versus the Bills. Question is, do you start Marvin Jones because the Bills give up the second most points to fantasy wide receivers? Fabs, V-Jacks, the Bucks. it's a mess over there, but they're playing the Eagles. Yeah, and the Eagles have been absolutely awful on defense. you got to play almost all your Bucks. Doug Martin, Vincent Jackson, Mike Williams is a three. Maybe not Mike Glennon, but then again, this is a very good matchup. And V-Jax, I think, is going to put up a good number this weekend. This could be a high-scoring game. Listen, the Buccaneers' defense is very good. The Eagles, not so much. Well, and again, you look at the Eagles' defense. You mentioned it. It's pretty much not good all the way across the board. And these are just the wide receivers. So you see the targets, 11 touchdowns already this early in the season for wide receivers alone. That's why, like you said, Vincent Jackson, even Mike Williams, ought to be in your starting lineup. All right, let's talk running backs here. You see the Steelers, not good against the run. The Vikings, not good against the run. What does that tell you, Akbar? Well, you want to play D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo Williams is a guy that, you know, hasn't had a lot of touchdowns so far this season, but you look at this matchup, and you're getting really thirsty because this is the bye week, and you probably, you don't have Lamar Miller. You can't pick off, obviously, Jaquiz or Snelling. I think he's a good fit right there. Yeah, I'm glad Lamar Miller's on the bye after what he did to me this week. <laughs> uh, where, you know, D'Angelo Williams, like you said, the touchdown numbers aren't there, but the touches are, the yardage is there. That could end up being one of those back end of the season really pays dividends for someone you drafted in, what, the fifth, sixth round maybe as a running back? And then right. you sell him high because Jonathan Stewart's coming back. Yeah, no doubt. There you go. All right, coming up tomorrow, Miami Dolphins receiver Brian Hartline joins us live in studio. NFL Fantasy Live returns Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.